welcome back to the On the Ground podcast. It sounds so much better when Ben says it, but uh, <laughs> Ben is now with us today, so uh, we're going to trudge on without him. He will be sorely missed, as today we're going to discuss uh, friendship. Uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is a podcast for the, uh, the people at the church, Hill City Baptist in Peterborough. Um, and we try and take uh, things from scripture, topics uh, in the life of a Christian and bring them on the ground. So today we're going to discuss friendship. We got the inspiration for this from our last podcast uh, and the discussion of depression and anxiety. How do we, how do we uh, manage that? Uh, what does a Christian do to respond uh, when those things come along? So you can check that out as well. I've got Alex here with me. My name's Rylan. We're pastors at Hill City. Um, Alex, why don't, we, why don't we start and you kind of give us uh, maybe a working definition of what, what friendship mm. is. Well, should we be reading anything into the fact that we did a podcast on friendship and Ben didn't show up? <laughs> or maybe we should be reading into the fact that we did a podcast on friendship and didn't <laughs> wait for Ben. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. No, Ben is uh, Ben is working at the moment and, and couldn't be here, but he is our friend, and we we probably talk more about this, right? Oh yeah. So, my kind of working definition for friendship is uh, someone who is focused on the good of others at cost to themselves through whatever comes, and all of those elements are necessary for a real friendship. You need to have your aim be the good of the other person. Um, we'll look at some of those scriptures. Mm-hmm. Christian love looks to the interests of others above the, your own interests. Um, that it is a costly kind of love. So being a good friend is costly. It's not something that we choose for convenience sake. It's not something that we participate in, not a relationship we participate in only when we get something out of it or when it works for us. Um, and if that's the case, and it's not real friendship, mm-hmm. it's costly. And, and lastly, through whatever comes, that it is uh, a loyal, a relationship characterized by loyalty and commitment and perseverance, um, not only through trials and suffering and, and enemies from without, so to speak, but enemies from within. Mm-hmm. The, the sin that we have uh, in our own hearts and therefore towards one another um, we ought to be tender-hearted. Paul says, "Forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven us." So, true friendship is for the good of others. It is costly, and it perseveres mm. um, through whatever cost. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the framework we're working through. It it kind of brings back to mind the proverb that sparked the idea from last week: uh, "A friend loves at all times." Yes, and a brother is born for adversity. Nice that idea of. Um, it's not, it's not just the idea of, oh, you've shown love to someone once. Yeah. Um, that means you are their friend. That is a friendly thing to do. Yeah. Um, but, but as we talk about friendship and, and even you know, thinking about being a friend or who are your friends, we're thinking about something that's a faithful, a loyal, a commitment, a continual thing, that yeah. friendship is ongoing. Which makes me think of Michael W. Smith, <laughs> who said, a friend, friends are friends forever. <laughs> well and truly spoken, Smitty. <laughs> or but, to, uh, to bring that in for the uh, millennials, uh, BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but let's be honest. Would you be friends with Michael W. Smith? 
Does anyone who has that big of a mullet have any friends? I love how he's rocking the piano in the desert with the biggest mullet talking about friends. Bro, we know you don't have any friends. Uh, God bless that guy. No, he's got lots of friends. Uh, yeah, well, maybe we could uh, we could get into uh, talking a little more explicitly about um, friendship and dis- and some of the distinguishing marks of friendship. So we live in an age where we have uh, friends. I'm doing air quotes for those who can't yeah, see. Yeah, good air quotes. Yeah, uh, friends in an age of social media. Uh, but even uh, social yeah. media aside, uh, we want to we want to hone in on what does it really look like um, to be a friend or to yeah. have a friend. Um, uh, you know, does it just mean the people I hang out with? Yeah. Uh, the people I cross paths with right. um, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We sort of get along. Does that make us friends? Yeah. Well, you, we were talking on the way over. You were mentioning in uh, stories in scripture. Was it, it was with Haman? Yeah, Haman. And yeah. he actually, the, the Bible describes the people around him as his friends. And yet clearly his interests weren't at, the, at heart. So there's mm-hmm. a way in which friends can kind of just refer to people in your vicinity. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a proximity there that, you know, people I'm around this often or who are in my life in this way are my friends. Um, and there's a measure to which that's true, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And Job the same, right? The, his friends come to him. But yes. Are, and, and I think they maybe are good friends, but yeah. there's times in which they're not acting as friends. Yeah. But then there's another way in which scriptures talk about friends, and that is... Um, kind of more based on the nature of what true sh- true friendship should be, yeah, and uh, which is you know defined by loving loyalty, mm-hmm. um, focused on the other and their good, you know, willing to bear the cost of the relationship, and persevere through thick and thin. Um, that is that is a different view, and and you mentioned it with social media. I mean, how you become like Facebook? It's like you've received a friend request, like you don't become someone's friend by clicking on a button, right? <laughs> that doesn't make your relationship hasn't changed in any way with them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that has really changed how people view friendship. And we've talked about this before, how people are so increasingly isolated. Like every, yeah. everyone's recognizing this trend that people are just on their phones, that mm-hmm. they don't look people in the eyes. Um that increasingly we're looking for, you know, what what we're supposed to find in meaningful friendships and relationships with human beings, we're finding in different ways and different mediums. And that actually does change how we view friendship, how we mm-hmm. form friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if I'm if we're talking about like a covenant relationship with someone where you are committed, where it is costly, where you persevere, whether where it's about them and not you. I mean, that's entirely different than a social media relationship, mm-hmm. like entirely different. Mm-hmm. Um, a social media relationship is built on, you know, shared interests and common ground. And, and uh, you know, what, what do you persevere through with that person? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what do you go ahead? Oh, I was just thinking immediately there that there's a necessary disconnect in, in social media friendships because it's not face to face. Yeah. So I'm thinking of when... Uh, when it speaks about Moses and, and God's relationship, and it says that he speaks uh, to Moses as a friend, speaks face to face. Yes. And that the assumption there is to understand how Moses and God are speaking, you have to understand that friendship means 
two people face to face enjoying relationships. Yeah, that's good. There's a necessary disconnect in social media that you you can't fully be nope. friends with someone you you don't see. Disembodied friendship is not friendship. And and really, uh, there, there's a deeper principle there that we could go off on a tangent about anything that's disembodied. Hey, hey we love to go off on tangents, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll save that one for another day. But the idea that anything that that we disconnect from the physical body God has given yep. us, um, it, we're straying into uh, really confusing the intention and purpose of God creating the world. Yeah, and friendship falls in that category. God God gave us bodies for a reason to be friends. Companionship. I, I read something by Keller about, you know, even though it was good, it was not good. The man was alone. So even though he had the perfect quiet time, he said, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like that that elusive quiet time that we all are seeking. That precious time <laughs> with the Lord. You know, God even looked down and said. That this isn't that this isn't good. The man's alone. He created a companion um, for him, and companionship is so central to our humanity. And in an increasingly isolated age, I mean, loneliness is a major issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think as Christians, we have an amazing opportunity, even just for witness um, and caring for people, like forming meaningful friendships with them. Yeah. Um, just modeling what the love of Christ is. I mean, Jesus says, you know, greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friends. Mm -hmm. And an amazing picture of the gospel is the sacrificial love of a friend for another. Yeah. And we can all model that. You know, Mm -hmm. we can all model that in our own lives. We can model it to people who don't know Christ. I mean, it'll be insufficient. by definition, like we're not in the same kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a huge opportunity. Yeah, in one sense, it, it sounds like you're saying the call to be a Christian is the call to be a friend. Yeah, that's good. It, it, it is. I didn't know I was saying that, yeah. but that is, that what, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't realize it, but let me, let me say what you're that's saying. That's why we have two people talking <laughs> into a mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the call to love like a friend. Um, I was thinking as you were talking there about the import, uh, how we want to value being friends and and having friends, um, and that it's that we struggle with a loneliness. Yeah. Um, that there's also a risk where we do still want to aim for what is true friendship. We don't want to have a, a facade of friendship, and we um, we see that in the, the the proverb that says, I think it's uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty four, a man of many companions may come to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Mm-hmm. And I, I, th- I think the, the thrust here is that you can have a lot of friends. Yeah. And it's not necessary. Sorry, a lot of friends. And I'll throw the air quotes up again. Good air quotes. Um, uh, you can have a lot of friends and, and yet not really be known and, yeah. uh, and yet not really have a friend. Yeah, absolutely. A true friend and have friendship. Um, Alex's high school experience. <laughs> uh, you know what? That was actually very similar to my high school experience. I was a floater. That's why the only reason that I became the valedictorian in my high school is because I just fit in with every group loosely. (laughs) Oh, really? See, when I explained my high school experience, it didn't sound like what you just said sounded to me like I was friends with everyone and everyone liked me so much they voted me for valedictorian. (laughs) That's not what I meant. I ate lunch alone in the library. <laughs> no, you what jerk. I was getting, <laughs> I was getting at is, yeah, my high school is very similar. Actually, I was friends with everyone, <laughs> and in the end, won the popularity contest. No, 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 no. no. What I'm saying is that everyone else they disliked more than me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. 
<laughs> I, I, I had enough acquaintances yeah. that I got by, uh, but never really felt like I had a true yeah. friend getting through. Oh, absolutely. That, and that, 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 that's a good point. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's another, again, we do a lot of <laughs> hating on social media, maybe for a good reason, but um, that's another pitfall is, is it's easy to count the number of friends I have on Facebook or Twitter, mm-hmm. the followers I have on Twitter, and, and deceive myself. Yeah, um, or even, even just feel um, there, is a, there is a real connection that you can have with people on social media that is a helpful and a good, and it's a gift that we are able to have that. But the problem comes up when it's replaces, when it becomes a substitute for meaningful friendship. Um, you know, like, you know, Facebook's great to keep up on family lives across the country or overseas. I mean, our family lives yeah. and on a rock in the middle of the ocean. And, yeah. and social media is awesome to keep in touch with them and, and praise God for that gift. Yeah. Um, Paul, you know, wrote letters to the churches and received letters from the churches to stay in touch with them. So using technology as a form of communication is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So we're not, we're not saying that there's nothing good that comes of it, mm-hmm. but, but it's the trend to replace meaningful friendships with other kinds of relationships is super unhealthy. And, and I would say so many people now just don't know how to form friendships. And what what is your expectation for a friendship? I mean, if you've if you are talking to people mainly on your phone, how how are you going to develop the strength of character and the expectations? Because this is uh, this is a huge part of it. Is what is your expectation of what a friend is? Mm-hmm. If your expectation of a friend does not include a cost to you, then whenever you run up against a cost, whether it be someone's just has challenges to their character, when someone lets you down and fails you, when someone um, takes effort to get to know, when your first conversation, you don't think, oh man, you know, we have so much in common. If your expectation is not that this will be difficult, when it is, you're just like, I guess we're not friends. Mm -hmm. Because friendship is built, in a lot of people's minds, on compatibility. Yeah. But friendship in the Bible and true meaningful friendship is not built on compatibility. Compatibility is a gift. I mean, when you run into people with shared interests and passions, that's, a, that's an awesome thing. Yeah. Um, but true friendship can overcome a lack of compatibility. And, and making compatibility a foundation for friendship is, it, is so bad. Mm-hmm. And it's just ultimately self-seeking. Mm-hmm. which is the opposite of what friendship is. So, you know, we need to, we need to fight against this. Mm-hmm. We and need to read Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I was going to say, when are we going to get to Lord of the Rings in this podcast? Can I just say something about that? About that Lord I, of the Rings? Yeah, that I didn't think about. Sure. Compatibility. What is less compatible than an elf and a dwarf? <laughs> yes. Let's have a conversation about that. <laughs> I've never picked this up. So for those who don't know, Lord of the Rings is about friendship. That it, is what it is about. Yeah. If, they, if anyone's going to describe the central theme of Lord of the Rings, if they don't say friendship, they're wrong. Yes. And you should not be friends with them. And we won't be friends with you. <laughs> we won't bear that cost. Um, <clears throat> but it's easy to think about Frodo and Sam, right? Mm-hmm. But Frodo and Sam are both hobbits. And they do have shared interests and shared goals, namely to get back to Hobbiton. But 
what's fascinating about the story and maybe even a more profound in way example of friendship is actually Gimli and Legolas because there's a clear animosity mm-hmm. between their races. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a personal animosity that is, that is clear thread it, and yet it flourishes into a uh, faithful and loyal and affectionate friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an it's an amazing uh, picture. And it is their 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 banter is heartwarming. It as, is as the story progresses, you see you see it um, coming yeah. together more. Um, it's amazing. So maybe that's what people need to remember: if Legolas can be friends with Gimli, you can be friends with that person. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. Even as you were talking about compatibility, and it, I think we all should stop and acknowledge that we we go, our our base mindset is to think about our own interests. It's why Paul says that the essence of humility and love is to love others as we love ourselves. Yeah. Because the assumption is we love ourselves. Yeah. We need to love other people. Yeah. And and the height of love for others and humility is to love like Christ does, to consider their best interest, their yes. flourishing above our own. And I think starting by acknowledging the selfishness in our friendships yeah. is a is a good I, I'm just thinking about my own the ways that I do that. Oh yeah, for that sure. I, that I um yeah, that I I think about not how can I count the cost, but um but just sort of not even running, oh, no one's my friend, not, not in a sort of depressive way, but um, I just sort of walk in an assumption of what people might be doing for me as opposed, yeah. to, uh, as opposed to a stopping to count, think about what costs and what sacrifices I can make to be a good friend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you want to, well, Jesus says, treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah. Do unto others as you would have them do yeah. unto you. And uh, that's not uh, that's not moralizing. That's the command of Jesus. Yeah. It's uh, if you want to you want to have good friends, you need to learn to be a good friend. Yeah. And that's a good one. Well, our our emphasis should be on how do I be a good friend, mm-hmm. not how do I find good friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, step one, uh, read Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Step <laughs> one, read Lord of the Rings. But really, step one is is believe the gospel. Yeah. And um, the thing about <laughs> not to throw. <laughs> yeah, that was like a. That was like a. You know, coming in with my <laughs> superior spirituality here. No, no, I, I agree. Amen. And, yeah, we and, need to look to Christ. And when you are functionally, when you are secure in Christ's love for you, when you are secure in His loyalty to you that He demonstrated on the cross, that He will never leave nor forsake you, you stop looking and seeking from other people that kind of relationship, and you are totally set free. Um, to love as Jesus love, which is by laying down his life. And mm-hmm. you are freed from the paralyzing need to have people get you, to know you, to understand you, to affirm you, to be compatible with you. It's like, that is a terrible place to be. And when you form relationships that way, what you end up doing is you idolize people where they can do no wrong and they're so amazing. And the next second you hate them. Mm. And that's because you are building your relationship with them on your own insecurities and your own selfish desires and your need for affirmation and your wanting to be approved and known and understood. But if you say, look, no one will know me fully. No one's going to understand me fully. I need to live before the face of God Mm -hmm. um, through Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and faith in him. I'm free to just give my life in the service of others, to be as good a friend as I can possibly be. You know what? That is the the, the root, um, the foundation of amazing friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. 
yeah, and I think, yeah, no, amen. We just need to, we need to realize that selfishness that we all have and, uh, and recognize that the only help we have is in Christ. Uh, but there is also great help in Christ. Yeah. That well, you actually can be a good friend if you learn first to be a friend with Christ. And he will supply you the things you need. The fruit of the Spirit is love, the essence of friendship. Yeah. And faithfulness. Yeah. Both of them are fruit of the Spirit. So yeah. we do need to start there. Yeah. And we could totally be friends with Michael W. Smith. If yes. he If he listens to this podcast, which he probably does, he's one of our seven <laughs> listeners. <laughs> We would definitely be friends with you, Michael. <laughs> so maybe maybe some practical like takeaways from this. You know, how can I um, be a good friend? You know, how can I be focused on the good of others at cost to myself through whatever comes? Um, I like what you said. The first question is not how can I get some friends, but how can I be a friend? Mm-hmm. Say, how am I going to live this out with someone? Um, how am I going to try to strengthen my relationship with Jesus first that I don't go out into the world seeking from others what I can only find in him because I'll end up crushing people and isolating myself. Um, and then think of one or two people and you say, look, by God's grace and prayerfully, and I'm going to make every effort to be a good friend to this person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to engage with them. I'm going to invite them into my home or I'm going to visit them in their home. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to find out what their needs are. I'm going to find out what I can do with what God's given me for their good. When Mm -hmm. they disappoint or hurt or let me down, I'm going to persevere through that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bear the cost because I care about that person. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's how you form friendships. Yeah. And, and I would say when you recognize that you have a strong compatibility with someone, it doesn't mean you need to look to the people you don't have a compatibility with to be friends. But recognizing that you do have a compatibility with someone, don't let that be the basis of the reason no. you, you hang out with them. Don't let no. that be the basis of your relationship. Um, what You have the potential for a an amazing friendship yeah. when you notice you have both compatibility, and but you base that uh, relationship uh, off of the love and loyalty that you can show to yeah. them. That's that's the makings of uh, what we call the David Jonathan kind of friendship. Yeah, uh, that you, a, a friend that you embrace as your own soul. Oh yeah, um, that's, well, that's good, we, and that's that's a gift yeah. from God. It is a gift. Um, so when you have compatibility with someone, uh, lean into that. Yeah. in a biblical way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that kind of brings up the question people might have: um, Can I form this kind of deep friendship you're talking about with everyone? And the answer is no, and for several reasons. One, and most obvious, is we are finite. And um, even Jesus had disciples whom he was closer with as a human with human limitations and restrictions Mm -hmm. relationally. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was closer with some of the disciples. It doesn't mean that he loved them more in that sense. Yeah. Um, but as a human being, you only have so many hours in the day, and, and there's limitations on your relationships. Um, so I think that it is, it is what you see today is, is the value of friendship and the understanding of it kind of disappears. What we have is many friends and it becomes about numbers and connections to these people and these people and these people, you know, I kind of have a lot of friends if I'm generally connected with everyone and we want to say meaningful friendship, um, will have limits, to it and restrictions and 
and you'll probably only have a couple good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you will try to be a good friend to whoever you can. Um, but you may only have, you know, three to five deepest friends. Yeah. Like if you're married, your spouse is going to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, there's someone who knows you more intimately than anyone. And that's a, maybe a good place to start is uh, if you're married, start working on being a, a friend to your spouse. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the most important place to be in oh, one yeah. sense. Like you've basically been called to a life of friendship with your spouse. Yes. So start there. Yeah. Start thinking about how I can be a good friend to my spouse. Yeah. I, I'm, I need to go do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to stop this podcast. (laughs) We'll do that now. Um, So we're not saying that you need to be this, that you can be this to everyone. And um, I think compatibility does play a role in that. I mean, you know, there's going to be people who either like Lord of the Rings or don't. If you don't, you just, you're not in that inner circle. (laughs) Um, That's that's another good uh, practical application. The thing about friendship is, um, we've talked about this kind of generally. Until you see something virtuous, you can't you can't imitate it. Yeah, that's why we started by saying you know the first step is to see it, friendship in Christ in the gospel, and uh, um, we're not uh, we're not being trite and just sort of expressing our love for Lord of the Rings when we say actually read Lord of the Rings. No, we're saying that because um, Lord of the Rings takes the idea of friendship and uh, incardi- embodies it. Yep. It, it. It's something to look at. It's a tangible way. And, and finding examples of friendship is actually a helpful way to foster it in your own. Yeah. You, need to, you need to love what it looks like. Yeah. That, that might also be, you know, sometimes I stop and think about the ways someone has demonstrated friendship to me because you're going to feel that a little more. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, st- take time to be thankful and appreciative for the friends that you actually do have and the ways that people have shown you what true friendship looks like. Yeah. Um, that's actually another helpful thing is yeah. to just stop and give thanks to God for the friendships you do have. Yes. Um, genuine friendships. When you see people displaying what this looks like. Yes. But yeah, pick up Lord of the Rings, read it. Yeah. Um, um, I was actually, this is another random, uh, example of friendship, but I was actually thinking about how, uh, um, you typically think about friends between like, uh, male and male and, and maybe a female and a female. I was thinking about how, uh, Hermione is such a good friend to Harry mm-hmm. in the last Harry Potter book mm-hmm. that, um, Ron is, is Harry's like close friend, mm-hmm. but in a moment of, of weakness, um, sort of bails for a time. Mm-hmm. And Hermione, though she sort of has a, a relationship with Ron, um, she doesn't bail on Harry, even mm-hmm. though she thinks Harry's being wrong. She sticks around to be faithful and loyal to him. Uh, I think that's an amazing demonstration. And you get that when you read the fullness of the story. But what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get at is uh, in, in books, we get, to, we get to step outside of ourselves for a second and mm-hmm. have a look at something uh, for the circumstance that it is and, and get a chance to consider what, um, what virtue and what um, any, any virtue, when we're talking about friendship here, but what it looks like and, and have a chance to experience it um, and then think about how to apply it. Yeah. So reading fiction is a great, is a great way of um, considering friendship. Yeah. One thing to keep in mind, too, is that underneath all of this is, is we don't actually want friends. Like, sinfully, there's a part of us that actually doesn't want friends. Mm. It's not just that we are victims of the technological age and we're kind of neutral but confused. It's that 
Um, we run from intimacy and the kind of loving relationships that are the best for us. And we drift in our fallenness towards isolation, mm -hmm. towards echo chambers, surrounding ourselves with people who say only things we want to hear. Um, that's, that's actually a bent. And part of growing a friendship is recognizing that in ourselves and repenting of that. Mm. And I think of Proverbs, um, faithful are the wounds of a friend yeah. and profuse are the kisses of an enemy, that there's an impulse in humans to desire and to seek and to give kisses um, where there ought to be corrections. And, and there's a part of us that thinks that that's safer, that it's better. And there's a, there's a huge um, desire in us to just simply, again, going back to seeking from others what can only be found in God, uh, we want everyone to affirm us. Mm -hmm. We want everyone to say what you're doing and who you are and everything about you is amazing. And people who do that to me are my friends. And that's just a sad, pathetic state of existence, frankly. And we need to have people in our lives who, at points, it actually feels as though they wound us. Mm -hmm. And if your view of friendship is such that anytime I feel wounded, that person's not my friend, or I'm going to give up on the friendship, you don't understand what friendship mm -hmm. is. And mm -hmm. you don't want, you don't actually want friends, you want worshipers. Yeah. And that's, that's an awful, and, and we're all like that. We are all like that. And part of why we need friendship so badly and we need to be committed to it through thick and thin mm -hmm. is that there's going to be points um, where we feel hurt and where we feel our pride and our ego and, you know, who we are feels misunderstood. And, you know, we need to say, but this is for my good. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we, mean, we need to be the kind of people who are willing to do that. How many times have you given up on a friendship? And I've done this because you haven't wanted to go there. Yeah. Because you see someone on such a, you know, the self-destructive path, but you are more worried about what it will cost you to say that than you are for their good. And you just kind of avoid it. And you do so because you're like, I don't want to, you know, hurt them and I don't want to be misunderstood. And, and, you know, really what you're saying is you care more about you than you care about them. And learning to be a good friend means dying to that part of you um, that does that. Mm -hmm. But maybe, yeah, I don't know like what, what the timing is at here, but we're definitely going to do another one on this. Yeah, I think there's merit to continue discussing. Um, I think that's a good, a good point to end on and think about. Um, it talks about fellowship uh, with Christ in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. um, um, you have come to share in Christ uh, in Hebrews uh, 3. 12 and 13. And the, the exhortation there is that we are to exhort one another every day. Yeah. That, that friendship actually recognizes, and this is particular, we're talking about Christian friendship here. Yeah. Now, that the fellowship with Christ together, that being friends in Christ um, entails being in the battle uh, against our sinful flesh. Yeah. And the, the need we have and the responsibility that we also have um, to exhort one another to keep the faith to repent and to yeah. come back to the trust in the forgiveness of Christ and in the power of his Holy Spirit. Yep. And that's a daily thing. So that you can, now you, when you start to think about that, that's a daily exhortation. Exhort one another every day, so long as it is called today. Um, 
yeah, encourage we need, one another we, yeah, daily. Yeah. yeah, we need to uh, we need to foster friendships that that function on the daily. Yeah. Um, and techno and coming back to technology, wield technology to that purpose. Yeah. The beauty of technology is that you don't have to send a letter that takes four weeks to get somewhere. Yeah. That you actually can send a text message instantly. Yeah. And um, and yeah, you can actually use technology and social media to foster deep friendships, but you have to have all those principles in place. You have to be thinking about what it means to love someone and to have loyal faithfulness and, and to sacrifice. And yeah, friendship is a good thing and yeah. uh, it's, it's a worthy endeavor. Yeah, it is. What time we have there, Malachi? 32. I was just going to close by asking you if you have any friends. <laughs> Malachi or me? You. <laughs> Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> do. You want me to rhyme them off? No, that's fine. You don't have to rhyme them off. It's just we're talking about this, and it's just like, do I have these kinds of friends? Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, I think I think there are. Uh, I have varying degrees of friends. Yeah, but I, I think God has blessed me with a few, a few good friends. I definitely think my wife is is has demonstrated some of the best friendship to me, mm-hmm. and uh, thankful for. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not just saying that to be, th- I'm just, to receive forgiveness from a friend is a yeah. great thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, the many times my wife has forgiven me yeah. is, uh, is probably the best picture of the gospel I've ever had. So yeah, same. I'm definitely thankful for that. Yeah. 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 Well, well why don't Yeah, we, why don't we close and I'll try to find some friends before yeah. next week. <laughs> yeah, Alex, do you have any friends? <laughs> <laughs> you ponder that one. We'll get back to it next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, well, this is, uh, again, been a good time on On the Ground Podcast. Uh, you can check out our, our other podcasts and episodes on, uh, on hillcitybaptist.com. And uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully.